Hi, I'm Maddie, and I don't have a hobby. Hi, I'm Haley, and I have too many hobbies. And I've taken it upon myself to get Maddie hooked on just about anything. In this podcast, we're talking true crime. We're talking Enneagram. We're talking mental health. We're talking Scientology. And just about everything in between. So we're inviting you on a journey that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and owning Average and owning Yeah. Hello. Hello, Haley Graham. Hello, Maddie Hood. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm itchy. I'm so itchy. Literally my entire body. Yeah, I've like a hundred mosquito bites from it being outside. Well, here's the thing is that Emerson told us she had bug spray after the fact. I didn't even realize. I didn't think to put any on. Yeah, I had no idea she had spray. So here we are. We also weren't outside for that long. No, we, well. Where are we? Yeah, but we're in Florida. We live in an actual swamp. (laughs) I am, I don't think people were supposed to inhabit this place. (laughs) I really don't. The armpit of America. Truly, truly. Well, here we are just trying to survive a pandemic itchy girl in a state that doesn't care itching really hard it's on my elbow oh see mine are on my ankles like where my like my feet no i have like my ankles the back of my legs and then my elbow yes but i can't accurately itch the elbow because of the way that it's bend and that it's on like a weirdly hard surface can't get an accurate itch oh god oh wait holy crap what that's good Oh, I, I got thought it. you saw something. I literally looked behind me because I thought Maddie no, saw something. No, I got a good backyard. angle on it. Ah, the okay. relief. Okay. We're going to do a little baby hot takes because we're doing a little baby Enneagram series. We're going to go little episodes, I don't know, short episodes that are going to explain each triad. So we're going to do a little baby hot take. Baby yeah. Hot take. Little baby hot take. A I warm think. take. Shut up, Haley. Terrible. Okay. Would you rather have a little magic van that can teleport you anywhere you want in time travel anywhere you want or a magic ring that when you touch a book, you absorb all of the knowledge inside of it? It's basically, yeah, teleportation or like immediate understanding. Oh, that one's really hard. I thought this was going to be easier for you. Really? Yeah. What would you think? You think I was going to say the knowledge one? Yeah. See, but I think I might go teleport because I might want some, like, I want more experiences. But I also, oh, God, I would be the, I'd be so good at everything. <laughs> everything I ever wanted to do. I'd be so good at it. You're itching your entire body at once. It's horrifying. I don't know. What would you do? Well, I think you would assume that I would do the mini van that could teleport me anywhere. Yeah. But I think I might do the understanding. No, I think you would do the understanding because I think you're a very, like, deep thinker. You might be like, no, but I want to know everything so I can, like, process it all. Yeah. I think I – and I just want to be, like, smarter than I am. Why is it a minivan? Why didn't I ask questions I don't know. It could have been anything. It has to be a very tiny van. I don't – I could have just said a minivan, honestly. It could have just said van. (laughs) Do you want me to check? I No, I think you have to check. Would you rather have a magic van? (laughs) Nope, perfect. <laughs> magic man or a minivan. Either what's way, I difference? was imagining what's that one thing they're about to make into a movie? Magic school bus. Yes, magic school bus. I was imagining. That's what like I was picturing one. too. Frizzle. I said minivan. Whatever. I'm an idiot. Which is why drive, I need would the Would you ring. ever drive a minivan? No, over my dead body. Really? A minivan? Oh, but like just cool so many other cars can do the doors. same job. Yeah. No. If you drive a minivan, screw off. If I drive a minivan, what, Maddie? <laughs> screw off. <laughs> I didn't stutter. Okay, I guess I didn't answer. I don't know. I guess I would do... Oh, that's so hard. Come on, just spit it out. Okay, I'd teleport. 
Okay, there we go. Okay. I guess it doesn't matter. Them. I always treat these like they're life or death. If I don't pick them, I, I, like, I have to <laughs> pick really the right no one. And really, no one cares. And then I'm worried like... about it for like four days. And I'm like, actually, I, th- I rethought my um about being naked or having my thoughts projected. I would be naked. You would? Yeah, I oh. rethought it. Because then I, I was sitting at the pool and I was like, oh my gosh, I just thought so many terrible things in like a 10-minute period. And I don't want anybody at the pool, these random people at the pool, to know what I was thinking. So you want all the random people at the pool to see you naked? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. At this point. Well, at that point, I was at the pool. I was thinking, like, two pieces of cloth versus all of my internal thoughts. Yeah, that's what I said. For some reason, although being naked is so vulnerable, <laughs> like, m- me burying all of my thoughts very plainly in front of people feels a tad more vulnerable. A tad. A lot. A lot. No, yeah. Um, okay, so we basically decided to split up these into three separate categories. This is going to be our first one, which is going to be the heart triad of the Enneagram. I don't think we need to explain the Enneagram in general. It's basically a personality assessment that you can take a test online, and you're either one of nine numbers. Right. You can take the test online. I would recommend getting some of the books. There's a bunch of books out there that you can read that are really good. Um, we've read them. Yeah. Um, we kind of went through a phase. Actually, I think we're still in the phase half the time, but yeah. Um, I think we bring up Enneagram a good bit in our daily lives. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's helpful. It's not like a foolproof anything, but I think it's interesting. And I think it helps me at least to know people or not like know people better, but well, no, I guess to know people better. Yeah. I think when you understand like the base of where someone's coming from, it gives you good indicators on why they do what they do. And then it also helps like it's a launching pad for good questions to ask them. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Cool. So basically the nine numbers are split up into triads, which are considered the centers of intelligence is basically Mm -hmm. what that is. Um, And so there's the heart triad, the gut triad and the head triad. So we're going to go through each one and do like little mini baby segments. Yes. On them. So this one's going to be the heart triad, which is numbers two, three, and four. What are those titles? What's the two? Two is the helper. Which is? Me. Yeah. Well, okay. I am almost 50, 52 and three, but I'd say I'm like 60% two, 40% three. Agreed. Yeah. Um, threes are the achiever and fours are the romantic. But there's different, depending on what you're reading and what website you're on or whatever, different. they might call them different things. Yeah. Because yeah. I think three can also be the performer Four is also the individualist, mm-hmm. so whatever. That all means the same thing, basically. So it's the heart triad, but it's also the shame triad. Yes. Which is, you know, super fun. So basically for these three numbers, and again, you can take them online. They're like, if you don't know what you are, don't listen to us, please, for the love of God. Don't listen to us. So basically their focus is on their value and their identity. Their core concern is about their image and their identity. They tend to experience more chronic shame than even the nines, and nines have are like, considered the most shameful of all the numbers yeah uh and apparently these numbers have a shame problem but it's more chronic than nines nines like experience it but twos threes and fours feel like they are it oh yeah that's a weird interesting distinction yeah and then all three of these numbers struggle with this feeling like they have the right to be without having to do anything to earn it what does that mean um like not feeling like you have to do anything to prove why you should be there or like achieve your way into something or like, cause fours, it might be, I'm so unique and I'm so this, that, and the other. And like, and you guys need my perspective here because I'm different than all of you. No, this is making it sound really bad, but not in, always in a bad way. Twos is like, Oh, I, I have so much to offer you. Like, look all the stuff I can bring you. And mm-hmm. then threes, it's like, no, I, like 
I'm the shit. Like I'm bringing all of it. Yeah. But the, all of that's coming from a place of shame. Technically. Uh, I mean, it can. I mean, obviously it depends on you and what you're and working on. And your level of health. Yeah. And, and how much you've outgrown your number in general. Because you can do that. A hundred percent. That's so, the point of the Enneagram. Right. Is to get you out of the box that you may or may not be in right. health-wise. So, yeah. Um, Maddie, I'm going to hand that over to you. So, you okay. can... Um, Let's start with two, okay. which is your number. Which is my number. Which is really fun. I know. That's why I handed it to you because I don't want to read it for myself. <laughs> so every number has a core desire and a core fear. We'll break it down with two's core desire, which is what? To be loved. And your core fear? Uh, to be unworthy of love, right? Yeah. To be unworthy of love or desire. <laughs> yeah. And so what it actually is for such as me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say, like, when you strip everything back for your motive of why you do or your motive of why you don't do things, stripped very, very back to, like, the core of it, do mm-hmm. you think that these are accurate? Yeah. Like, most of what you do is... Yeah. I think that a lot of me fits into a three category, which we'll get into in a second, but my core, like, at my core, I'm two. Yeah. Okay. In general. Which so is it's why like, you come back to that Yeah. One. When it comes back down to it, like, if you agree with one part of the Enneagram, it has to be the like your core fears and desires. You just want to love and want to be loved. I just, I'm just chilling, trying to love everybody, man. I'm a hippie in, in my heart. I am. I can't help it. <gasps> oh my God. Um, a really cool part about the Enneagram is they have, you'll see this if you take the test, they'll have arrows of growth and stress. So your number can go to and take on different qualities of another number. If you are in a season or a time of stress or growth, you go to an eight mm-hmm. in stress. Yes, which I think is very obvious. <laughs> and it's also super interesting because twos are some of the quote unquote most selfless mm-hmm. and again, just want to love and be loved, mm-hmm. which seems like such an innocent. Yeah, like and, generous, kind. Yeah, all those like lovely words that yeah. you think about, like that is yeah. what a two would be described as in mm-hmm. most cases. And then they go to an eight, which I love eights, but they are very bold. They are very strong. They're very in your face mm-hmm. about how they feel. They don't shy away from yeah. anything. And you're taking on the qual- the negative qualities of an eight, yeah. basically. So it's like an eight in unhealth is what a two is also like in unhealth. Yes. So, yeah. So whenever you- I feel like I'm not loved or like mm-hmm. everybody in that room already doesn't like me, my thing is to get like controlling and demonstrative and I have to check myself and be like, you're being crazy right now. Yes. It's just an interesting position when you go from the one that's like wanting to help or contribute mm-hmm. or like yeah. take the back mm-hmm. seat to like being full of rage. Right. And you're like, ah, no, like, no, nope. that's not why I did all this. Yep. So screw you. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. And then you go to a foreign growth, mm-hmm. which is, I always forget that. Yeah. No, I always used to think that I was a four, like at random times. And I would get like, oh no, am I a four? Like an unhealthy four. I'd get really scared, but I'm not at all. I just, Sometimes I have very forced things. Like if I'm, I think people in my life that know me know that if it's like, if I'm getting like, I need to be by myself or like mm-hmm. if I'm up in my room by myself, it's not because I'm feeling worse. It's not because I'm like not doing well or I'm having like a really hard time. It's probably because I'm actually doing awesome and I just want to be by myself. Oh, really? Yes. Uh-huh. I had no idea. Yeah. Really? No. Well, I've, yeah, most of the I time. I was when you're tapped out. Well, no, it's usually I am whenever I'm tapped out, but I think that's whenever I'm introverted. But if I'm like, if we're all hanging out, we're having a grand old time and I still like want to go home, it's not because it's like, oh, Haley's really sad. Like we should check on her to make sure like she wanted to leave. It's probably because I was like 
nope, I, my energy isn't necessarily tapped. It's just like, I want to go upstairs and like write in a journal, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like super for, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it happens, but that's only whenever I'm like, I feel really good. Yeah. Okay. So this is one thing that is written down here. It's twos need to be loved to express their feelings. Mm -hmm. They need to be appreciated to get a response. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, I think what twos do, which I love them, but it's also the hard part is like, everything's an if then statement. Yep. Like if this person acknowledges this, then 100%. Yeah. Well, a really unhealthy too looks really manipulative a lot of the time. Right. Because it's like everything is a power move of how I'm going to get, how I'm going to earn my way into your life to be the most important person like, in your life. They just need to be needed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just to kind of paint a picture of it too, these are like oh key God. facts for each Enneagram. Okay. I'm Not scared. in a negative or positive light. They're just kind of like, for example, the first one, it gets kind of old taking care of other people. Yeah. Even though that's what. It, yeah. You sign up for. Right. I put myself in that position, but I get to go. Mm-hmm. I constantly need your affirmation and love. Mm-hmm. You want to feel love. I love affirmation. You want to love others. You need advice. Please come to me. Oh, that's my love like language, baby. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to bet my emotions are too much for you. Uh, yeah. I think that's where my shame comes in for me as a two, I think is in my emotions. You think it's too much? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't give, I don't usually give them up. But do you think that's because you've been on the receiving end of so many other people's emotions that you're like, I know I can bear theirs, but yeah. I've also never like been vulnerable enough to like mm-hmm. really contribute mine. Yeah. Hmm. Why can't you recognize my needs? Yep. This is a common one for twos because they're really good at reading in between the lines of the people that they love about and their mm-hmm. needs. So it should seem really obvious to the other person what yours are. Right. I think that's probably one of my biggest things as a two is like, uh, like I assume other people should just know what to do and know how to be a good friend to me and know whatever. But I know that that's not true. Right. But I know that for me, it's just like second nature. That isn't to make me sound like I'm this awesome person. But like I know what everybody else needs. Like, yeah, I just am good at it. Yeah. So it's like whenever other people don't, it's easy for me to like get on my high horse and be like, you clearly don't care about me because you would know what I need. Right. And it's just viewing through the lens of you give everybody the love that you want to receive. And people do that in their like love languages and so many other things where it's like if quality time is my love language and I'm giving you all of my Mm -hmm. quality time and yours is words. Yeah. Then like my quality time doesn't really mean that much to you. You still need words. Right. But it's like for you, you're like, I want you to be able to like read in between the lines and know exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm loving you Mm -hmm. 24 Mm seven. So it should be really easy to like reciprocate that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Last one for this is I wish you would help me without having to ask you first, which is the same thing. Yeah. Cause I'll, I'll never ask. I just won't. Which is so funny because don't you like the clear communication and other people asking and needing you? Yeah, for sure. But I can't, yeah, but I don't put myself in that same category in general, naturally. Hmm. I think I've gotten better at it and there's a few people that I would go to for things. Yeah. But it's also different for me to be like, Maddie, can you come over? Today was like a long ass day. Mm-hmm. Versus like, uh, I don't really want anyone else's expertise on things that I feel like I should know the answer to already. Gotcha. Okay. Does that make sense? So every time you do ask for help, you have to acknowledge and put aside your pride. Oh, every time. Okay. Yeah. And it has to be like, I think I only do it with a few people. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Or I can tell all of my friends about something difficult that's going on, but I've already drawn all of my conclusions about it. They're not going to tell me anything new. 
Like they're yes. not there to help me. I'm there maybe to vent or like just to let them in on my life or whatever. Yes. Me but it's not because I want their help. We're just talking about this. Oh, really? Day. Yeah. So what would you say is the best and worst part about being a two? Oh, um, I love being a two. I wouldn't want to be any other number. I don't think. I think I think I'm a healthier two now, so I like it more. Whenever yeah. it's an unhealthy two. Whenever you're an unhealthy two, you're miserable. Well, and I think whenever you're an unhealthy any number on the Enneagram, you just feel so exposed yeah. because it does a really good job at highlighting strengths of a number and a really good job at like just like not even like a just an issue, but like the root under the root. Under yes. The root. And it just reads your mail. Yeah, it's rude. It's it just does. And then you're like, <laughs> I feel naked <laughs> and everyone can see why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. I think my favorite part about being a two is being able to get other people's needs. I think I, I like doing that. It mm-hmm. just is like weirdly fulfilling. Yes. And whenever I know I'm doing it for the right reasons and I'm not doing it for anything, it's I think the hardest part is always feeling like things aren't reciprocated or everything else is dependent on someone else's reaction. Mm. Like I think I always used to be very reactionary and like, oh, I'm, o- I'm only going to be able to feel this way if this person does this. Mm-hmm. which isn't fair, then I, like, wasn't able to be my own independent person. Yeah. So I think now that I've been able to kind of acknowledge that, it's been a lot better. But I think that easily can be the worst part. And then you just feel really manipulative and kind of, like, icky about icky about everything. And it kind of just, like, waters down all of your relationships. Yeah. Okay. Threes. What is the core fear of a three and core desire? Do you remember? Core is feeling – or the core fear. Fear is to feel worthless. Mm-hmm. Core desire is to – it's like the opposite of it. Isn't yeah, it? feel valuable oh. and worthwhile. Yeah. To be affirmed, to be distinguished from others, to have attention and admiration. Right. So threes operate in that vein mm-hmm. 24-7. You, obviously, you're moving towards your core desire all day long, mm-hmm. and the dumb things you do are out of that fear. Yeah. Threes drive Maddie crazy whenever they're unhealthy. Unhealthy threes are – one time Maddie said, Hey, you know what, Haley? I really think that you're a three. And then went on a whole 20 minute tangent <laughs> about how much she can't stand threes. And I was sitting there like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, that is not entirely true. I definitely think you have three tendencies, but they're not necessarily my least favorite part about a three. I just saw some Those qualities things. that were whatever. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Threes are really funny because they are very competitive, which I love. Mm-hmm. They're very hardworking, but they're also very image conscious. And I think yeah. it goes back to this like desire to feel worthwhile and yeah. like valued. Mm-hmm. And so they're constantly trying to prove mostly to themselves, but also to everybody else that's in the room that they're the best. Yeah. And when you're unhealthy, obviously, like being competitive to a fault is just not a good look. No one's competing with you about every little thing. Right. That's not all threes. And that's unhealthy threes. I'm not saying that I don't like threes because I have learned to tolerate and understand threes a lot. Mm -hmm. And this is why I love the Enneagram because you can hate anything or be annoyed with anything that you're not in front of mm-hmm. in, in like a more personal way. Like yeah. I could say, oh, I hate this guy. He's mm-hmm. the worst. And then for whatever reason, I get put on the same team as that that person. All of a yeah. sudden I'm faced with like their actual life story and who they are. Yeah. It's just so hard to hate when yes. you get up close. No, I agree. And so it's like with any Enneagram number, that's the beauty of it is like even if I don't really understand you know, a mm-hmm. seven. Yeah. 
or I think I really don't like a three, the more people that I know that are those numbers and I know why they operate the way that they do, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I get it. Right. And, and I like you. And yeah. yeah. Exactly. Threes go to nine in stress, mm-hmm. which the nine is the peacemaker. Yep. So their negative qualities are like being a sloth, <laughs> not really caring about things, being very passive. Right. Just not addressing certain things. Mm-hmm. Not um, knowing how they feel about things. Mm-hmm. And just kind of really taking the backseat in like every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And then they go to sixth in growth, which is the loyalist. Um, which is what Maddie is. Yeah. I can't think of any positive quality. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> what are you like in health? When I'm at my best, I... You're secure. Yeah. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. I am just content and happy and fun. And I don't know because I feel like I'm a weird six too. Also true, I guess. So I'm like... Some of the things about six I really reject Mm -hmm. because I'm not like it at all. But sixes, when they are at their best, are like they'll have your back. They're super dependable. Mm -hmm. Great. They're good friends. And I think threes can be like like that. I know a lot of healthy threes that are like that. Yes. But granted, I also do know a lot of unhealthy threes. And I think that's another reason why I have a hard time with threes because six goes to three. Mm -hmm. So I identify all of my Um, negative unhealth in a three right off the bat. Really? Yeah. And I think for majority of my life, I was an unhealthy six. I just didn't know it. And Mm -hmm. so I was like super competitive, like trying to prove that I was valuable. And it was all just filtered through this weird thing that obviously threes can go to every single day, depending on the case or the situation. So it, it was almost like, ooh, I see a little bit of myself in you. Mm-hmm. And that's like triggering. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Super gross. Anyway, these are statements that if you are a three, you'll probably agree with. Yeah. It'll resonate. <laughs> affirmations, affirmations, and more affirmations. Yes. Yep. I think every three that I know, their love language is words of affirmation. Like they yep. love to be told, even if it's the most small and mundane yeah, thing. Like it is something reassuring. Yeah. They just want to know like, ooh, okay, I did that on purpose and it was worth it. Right. Yep. I help people reach their full potential. Okay. I like that one. Cause I, I like th- that one. They're, yeah. Regardless of what the motive is, they are super hard workers mm-hmm. and they're very dedicated to whatever they really care about. Right. Why does it feel like you could be doing more? Ah, because they work so hard. Right. I think it's really easy to identify people who are slacking. Yeah. And I think it's the shame triad thing too of like, mm. I feel like I need to be doing more and more and more to be able to earn my right. Yes. A hundred percent. I really wish you wouldn't waste my time. Yeah. They're very, very time. I don't know. Time efficient. Yeah. And, aware. Mm-hmm. and I think they go into things knowing exactly, even if it's not the truth of the situation, they'll label their, reasoning for going mm-hmm. into something and so if it doesn't fit that yeah. they're like you just don't get it right yep hey look over here i got an award yep again mm-hmm. like that affirmation right yeah have a problem don't tell me about it unless you want my help oh so that's super different than like a two i was just gonna say i don't resonate with that at all i think twos secretly also want to contribute to the help yeah <laughs> i feel like i just pooped on threes no, you didn't. I didn't mean to. Sorry, my sister is texting me and accusing me of stealing her jeans. Um, <laughs> Love that for yeah. you. So threes are, threes are a grand old time. I like threes. I wish authenticity was more of a thing. I think I don't want to be friends with the yes. image of you. I would rather be friends with you. A hundred percent. Yeah. We love you threes. I'll, I'm going to poop on my own number soon. So. Yeah, that'll be fine. Cool. Okay, fours. So the four is the... Romantic or, or the individualist. individualist. Yeah. Yes. And the core fear for a four 
is to not have identity or significance. Their Mm -hmm. desire is to find themselves and discover identity. They want to express themselves, create and surround themselves with beauty, take care of emotional needs, be unique and be understood. That's a lot of needs. There's a lot of needs. I think we all have them. But those are like your creatives, your like poets, your musicians, you're like in their feels. And even if they don't have like a specific craft, Mm -hmm. they'll find this deep, intricate beauty about pretty much everything in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like your friend that wants to lay out and look at the stars and talk about life at 3 a.m. Yeah. They're the ones in the car with the headphones in, staring out the window, like daydreaming and like being on a set yeah and they usually like they they dance to a beat of a different drum sometimes they do which they want which they want and they're like they own that they're like no no no, i'm I'm just a little bit different than you guys like i'm yes more unique in this way and they own it which is super cool but can also lead to like self-isolation right and like these feelings of i just feel really misunderstood by everybody i was gonna say that one of their like big things is like an unhealthy four has a tendency to get stuck in feeling so misunderstood and stuck in with over identifying with their feelings without actually being a part of the real world. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, another thing with force too, um, is that they can tend to be narcissistic too. If they get stuck in that of like my whole life revolves around my own inner world, but mm-hmm. like, hello, there's other people out here. So people get stuck in that. Too. Yeah. I think it comes from wanting to understand to the nth degree of mm-hmm. whatever their emotion is. Yeah. And then they just get raveled around in their own thought processes yeah. and how it relates to other thought processes and <laughs> other things that they like. And then it just comes off that they'd spent a lot of time thinking about themselves, right. which in reality we all do. Right. Like, you, we all think about ourselves more than we think about other people. For sure. And we all have to work toward not doing that. But because it's so intricate in their head, sometimes they can try to like unravel mm-hmm. their thought process and it's just a complex web. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I love the complex web because I don't know why I, I'm nothing like in my Enneagram goes to four, but I love fours. Oh, I love fours too. Yeah. I really appreciate the way in the depth Mm -hmm. that they look at things yep that being said fours go to a one in growth which i think is bizarre but i guess it makes sense so bizarre well because ones which are the oh gosh what are ones the perfectionist perfectionist they have a tendency to see things a lot more black and white where with fours it's all gray yeah and so if you if you're in growth you're going more towards one you're able to make decisions you're able to like yeah i guess that's be more uh what's the word i'm looking for like like use your rationale instead of just going based off of like feeling mm-hmm. yeah i guess that's true mm-hmm. what's the what's the what do they go to in stress i forget they go to a two in stress oh yeah i did know that actually yeah because they like rely too much on people mm-hmm. lose their identity mm-hmm. don't know how they feel about things yeah that's interesting. Okay. Fours are – I love fours. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do too, but twos, um, they say that twos and fours are a bad relationship mix. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Because fours have a tendency, especially if they're unhealthy, to bring you into their inner world and, like, get stuck in that. And, I, like, I'm just oh. willing to go the distance with you, and then it'll have so nothing to do So your needs are essentially never met. Yes, and I would just lose myself in the needs of a four. And the four will has just has a tendency to take from me. Oh, mm-hmm. that's very interesting. Yeah, and fours have a um there's a thing I was literally just reading about it that they if you let them, they'll 
they'll need a rescuer, quote unquote. Okay. And it's like, and I'm always willing to be the rescuer. Like I'll just pop in and like just for the sake of being needed. And so it can be really manipulative. So I always have to be careful with people that are like that. But I also love fours. Like whenever we sit down here and have hard to hearts with Jordan every night, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's interesting. I actually didn't know that about fours. Yeah. Some of my favorite people in my life are fours. My cousins, Maddie and Keith are fours too. And I love them. Bella's a four. They're great. So in going to these like key facts for understanding each Enneagram for the four, the individualist or the perfectionist, you might agree with these statements if you're a four. I have a lot of emotions. This explains why I'm so quiet. Mm. Okay. It's you're processing a lot internal. Yeah. Okay. I am 100% me and I don't want to be like you. Okay. That's very true for very every four, four that mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Which I appreciate about them. Yeah. And that's what I reject in a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't like me. That's fine by me. I'm better off anyway. Oh, see, I don't see that a lot. I see that when it gets pressed. I don't think that's their general yeah. way they walk around. Like, oh, if you don't like me, whatever, I could yeah. care less. But if someone said, oh, I don't like so-and-so, they're like, eh. Right. Like, I'm not your cup of tea. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's not going to change who I am. Yeah, like, it's probably better off that we don't try and force this because I really don't know how to be anyone else but myself. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and I so, guess I could see it. How many questions are you going to ask me to get the point? Ooh, that's interesting. Wait, what? Okay. I think it's saying like fours are so complex that it takes a lot of questions and a lot of Ooh. effort to like really understand to them. To get to the root of it. Yeah. To where them having a lot of thoughts and things going on there in their head is just so second nature. It's like annoying that they constantly, mm-hmm. people don't get them right off the bat. They have to like explain mm-hmm. and unravel that web. I think that would be draining. I think it would be too, yeah. An organized life is a good life. Am I right? That one's interesting to me. Oh, Really? For fours? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I didn't think that, I didn't know that. I mean, I wouldn't, that doesn't sound fitting to me. Maybe it's their healthy one. Oh, well, that's true, I guess. Maybe that's like further. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that. Sometimes I get irritated and annoyed. Sorry. Oh, yeah. True. Same here, girl. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Same. Interesting. All right. Well, that's a heart triad. So, so um, bye. Bye. <laughs> 